catch. Yellow. Well, here we are back in the saddle week after week now, just like old times. Yeah. Yeah. Back to regular, regular show. And, well, yeah, I say, and just like old times, uh, no sign of Deno. <laughs> well, he could have squeezed, we could have squeezed him in from 4.30 to 4.45 today. We could have squeezed him in. From <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? He says that, and then it would have been like, oh, guys, I'm in, uh, I'm in Brampton. I can't do it. <laughs> uh, uh, but listen, Kitch, lots going on here. That's the kickoff of summer, free agency for the raps uh, and the loss of our, of, our, of our guy. But we'll get to that in a second. But uh, anything you want to share with um, the audience over your, long, your Canada Day long weekend? Did you get up to anything we should know about? Jace. Jace. Exciting. For Saturday, Sunday, Jace game. Yeah, we had friends from England down. Went, uh, two days with the Jays. Uh, saw two losses, Canada Day and the following day, which is great when they pack the place full of Canadian fans and they lose both games in a row. Um, and, and late, late, late game losses too, not, not full game losses. So they are a, uh, an out hit, out hit by like double, but in both games where the other, other team hit double as many hits as they did left, left more than double as many people on base. Just not an exciting team to watch. They got us, everybody in that team starts to swing for the fences and, uh, I will get some, I'll get some guys on base. I'm going to try to hit a single every once in a while. Well, listen, at least you got, you say it wasn't exact, but finishes like that are at least fun. Yeah. Right. You're kind of, you're, you know. Um, Bichette getting thrown at home plate, which yeah, talk about that. Listen, we could do a total Jays segment. I we uh, we watched a lot of Jays in this house, especially during the summer. Yeah, yeah, I've been uh, watching. I've been watching a fair bit. I don't know why. Well, because you have ninety three win. Are you ninety three or ninety two wins? I don't know. I'm a long ways from where I, where it is right now. That's what I have. Well, I know forty six and forty halfway, officially halfway through the season. Uh, a little bit over. So they're just you know, what, but they're only they're a little bit behind pace. It's actually not even that bad. They're they're a seven game winning streak from us feeling good about our bet again problem is we have to play the afc east i think a little bit at the end or not the afc east the uh well i know but we are in theory a good team so we should be able to beat those we teams can't beat them. we can't beat them we can't beat them in our division i know so big weekend for you which i'm sorry that the, the boys and i missed on sunday that would have been fun how was the box by the way how's the new dome it's uh, the box interesting so the new dome's cool like the the uh the um outfield sort of open bar areas were over the over the visitors uh, pitcher box and actually over the over the home one as well uh, they're awesome. I went down and wandered around them. Yeah, you can stand there. You get a good view. Like you're just right on the fence, so you can see the foul line, and it's a decent view from there. And and there's good energy, and they got they got fans blowing in there, which actually keeps you cool, as opposed to what's melting on the Saturday in the in the dome, where you were just soaked in sweat the whole day. So they do they've they figured it out. Um, but what happens is guys like two hours before game time, guys are just racing to get on those railings in those in those areas you can see them lining up and they're running in there sure. and they get on those railings and now you got a bunch of fans who by the time the game starts two hours later are pickled they're hammered on these rails they've been drinking for two hours for the first before the first pitch so it's 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 a bit of a flaw that way we had a room we had a room which you could get 50 100 150 or 200 people in this room which is a good setup it's a big standing area with with uh tables and, and a and a railing and then you got the we had the first three rows Actually, the last three rows of that 12 row section on the 200 level, or we could stand behind. So I stood behind the whole time because there's a bar right there and the table's there. You get food there. So it's, so wait, it's, 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 it's in the 200 section. So the 200 section. Yep. Oh, okay. I, listen, I like it up there. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Good view of the good view of the game for sure. And yeah. the fact you can you move get, around. You get a good, you get a good view up there. Good, different perspective up there. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, right, well, listen, that's uh well, listen. That's great. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you got to experience that. That your uh, that your baseball fandom is uh, coming back to where it once was. Because you, 
Because in theory, you're not the biggest baseball fan. No, it's wavering now, too. Well, they, they tease me every year. At the beginning of the season, they come out and say, hey, Jays are going to, Jays, favorite to win the World Series. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to watch these guys. And, you know, it's just well, it's a dry hump every year. So I'm, it's, I don't, I, that, that seems like a bit of a stretch. Every year they come out and say well, these last guys are two, favorite. Last Maybe. two years. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll catch on to uh, the news of the weekend. Uh, kicked off last last Friday, uh, and you know what? I got. I must admit, I'm finally happy uh, because something that was rumored to be true actually turned out to be true. Uh, our guy, FVV. Even though four years ago we didn't know it was Freddie Van Vliet, we thought it was Freddie Van Fleet. Uh, Freddie FVV no longer. A raptor. We'll get to the fact that he's gone for nothing, but let's just let's just give let's just eulogize our guy Freddie for thirty seconds before we get into the disaster that is Mazai. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You, you you eulogize. You start. Well, listen, I'm going to miss Freddie. Uh, I really am. Um, I think, and I think why the reason why Houston got him is the reason why we're going to miss him. Right? Awesome dude. I think uh, very well liked around the entire league. Good uh, locker room guy. Uh, I think fairly devoted to the city, um, hard work and all that stuff. So he brings all those intangibles to a, a young team in Houston. And that's the stuff we're going to miss here. Now, do I think Fred Van Vliet on any level was ever worth some, something in the neighborhood of 40 plus million dollars per year under zero circumstances? I was having a hard time getting to the 31, the 32 that we were talking about paying him. Cause right. I thought the reality is he's an undersized guard. Uh, who can't blow by anybody who gets hunted on defense. Uh, and they, they said this, I'll give uh, Rosillo and Simmons credit. They brought this up on their pilot for a guy who took at least 16 shots a game. He had the lowest shooting percentage in the league last year, the lowest for taking yeah. 16 or more shots. So, you know, volume shooter, but not necessarily volume scorer, and certainly not necessarily a volume uh, percentage uh, shooter. So, uh, but there are intangibles to him for sure. Right. But again, Simmons, he called it up the same thing we've been saying uh, for the last two years. Anyways, at the end of a game in a tight game, you know, when Van Fleet and Siakam, the guys at the ball, we end up losing more of those games than winning them. Uh, and so I think what you are getting with Fred is a very good, but somewhat limited, slightly undersized and, you know, not quite all-star, but just, you know, the next tier down from all-star. So that's for 43 million to Houston. Good on, good on Fred for getting it. But I do like in the right circumstances, Fred was the perfect guard for Toronto. I just think trying to make him the focal point along with Siakam, it was going to be tough for him to, to be a, a superstar. Yeah. 43.3 million a year is ridiculous. Like for a guy, and you, you know, he's, he's, he's not an all around player. Cause he just doesn't decide to be an all around player. And, and, He's going to go to Houston now, and he's going to be the he's going to be the guy, and uh, so now he's going to have a six foot seven seven foot guy covering him from the perimeter. He's going to have a tough go. I think he's going to have a tough go scoring in Houston because he's going to be look to be that guy that they that that needs to get the points up because the other guys will be wild cards. Is he a leader? I don't know. He's I've always I've always wrestled this. You've been much more of a proponent of him being a, a leader on the team. I've always wrestled with. He's a silent leader, but uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm the verdict set for me on whether he's a, he's a great, he's a great in locker room and, and great team leader. Um, and uh, yeah, right. Your size, I guess is, is shooting a streaky, I think is, and obviously you said his shot, his size is, is, is a detriment to him. So good for Freddie. I got nothing bad to say about him. I'm good for him to get that contract, but as we will get to later, bad for Masai. Once again, once again, bad for Masai. Well, 
I know, but before we before we dive into that, we will because we got Messiah's on the list. But I I would love to know because they met with Freddie on Friday. I think it was in LA. They said the Raptors did. Yeah. Um, I would love to know what our offer was at. Like, did did we even make an offer? Or did he say, "Listen, I've got I got a forty three million dollar offer from Houston. You either match it or I'm gone." Like, I'd love to know the insides of that a little bit more. But I can't imagine that Toronto was even remotely thinking about matching or being in that neighborhood. I just can't no. imagine. No. So so. And that so it, it happens way before. So that's not that's not that's not that's Masai not doing his homework. Like if he if we're not going to match what's probably going to be out there, you got you got you have to know that as a GM, and you got to get rid of him at the trade deadline. So that's that's the flaw. Right well, listen, wait, hey, 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 I know, we're I know, but you, you led me there. You led me there. So. I know. Well, you, all right, you want? All right, well, okay. Listen, we can dive in there too because we no, no, talk about uh, no, But so there is zero question that losing Fred for nothing is a complete disaster. Uh, and you know what? I'm actually super disappointed in all the Toronto media, except for our guy, Aaron Rose. Uh, he's had a couple of TikToks out there about it. Um, Masai has not been raked over the coals nearly enough here. No. Once again, we take a guy that we don't have under contract. We're not sure what his plans are. There's all kinds of speculation what might happen. And we let him walk for nothing to become a nine seed. It'd be one thing if we thought, hey, we're, we'll take our chances because we're making a deep, uh, playoff run like with Kawhi, right? Yep. There was no chance of us ever doing anything with Kawhi other than we're going to roll it this year and see what happens because we are going to make a deep playoff run. Mm -hmm. But when you know that's not necessarily in the cards, you can't take the risk. No. You just cannot you take cannot. the risk. And the fact that we couldn't even get a sign and trade out of it, like we did with Lil Lowry, like something, yep. it, it gets brutal. It is brutal. Yep, it's 100%. Now you're, in, you're ready to Masai. That's my Masai topic. What, 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 what's, what are we doing here? Let's, let's wait. Let's wait. Okay, I'll respond during the Masai section. Let's keep going. Well, no, we, I said you jumped it. You brought it up. So let's go. This is your respond now. Go ahead. We're, well, we're right into Masai. Yeah. Like, uh, like I said, he's got it. He's got to learn that. Like there was a, I, I forwarded you guys an article, CBS sports had, had ranked, had ranked every team in the NBA gave him a grade on how they did it for agency. There was one team that got an F. Can you guess that team? Look at the F. Can you guess it? Yes. Our Toronto Raptors got a good solid F in, in, in the ranking. So yeah. That's got to, that's got to, the pundits are starting to figure him out. Like, hey, Masai's not as good as he, or not as smart as he thinks he is, or, or as he tells everybody. But can I ask you, did you actually read the other team's grades in that article? Yeah, I, I went did. through most of them. I did read about two thirds. Uh, I'm not sure whoever that put that article together was the aficionado on what free agency is supposed to look. However, it is hard. It, there's no argument here. We had a brutal, to this point, we've had a brutal, brutal offseason. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Right? Brutal offseason. So, which brutal, I think leads us to the next on the list. Years. A brutal few years for Masai. Like, well, that's that's right. Well, that's where I'll go back in the Masai section if you want. Like we get, so we like, give yeah. up Lowry. We give up Lowry for Drakic, who was a terrible fit for the team and, and never showed up to really play, and uh, and we trade him for uh, who's the other guy we cut with Drakic? Oh, uh, Precious. Precious. No, 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 we trade. Oh, yeah. hey, Precious and Drakic come back yeah, in that in that deal. And then we that's move right. Drakic for Thad Youngs, who's been a well, no, we move Drakic for Thad Young. And a draft pick. We had to give up a draft pick, well, that's, that, which to, is we had to, ridiculous. We had to give a draft pick. That's right. The draft pick. I forgot about that. And Thad's been underperforming. Precious is now off the bench because we've signed Pirtle, so he's behind Pirtle now. So that was well, – if you look at that and trade – Thad's now an 11th man. Yeah. He's not, he's not even a play. He's not even a rotation guy. So there, and, and we gave up a draft pick. So there's a there's – a, I would say a terrible trade. So there's a terrible trade. So you screwed that one up too. And then you go back to – I know the Kawhi is going back a bit, but like you look at – we let we let Abaka, we let – Gasol, we let Danny Green, all oh, order guys, we let them all walk for nothing. Um, so I, I can't say anything in the last other since Kawhi, since we brought Kawhi in, I can't say anything that he has done right in the last three years. 
All right. Well, so what I I agree with you. That's the demarcation of his of his genius, right? Like that this whole thing. Um, but there are a couple of things. So he did get OG and Freddie on team friendly contracts. Um, not to suggest that, that was a coup because they were younger and not less slightly less established, less valuable. So it's not like that was like oh they were asking for forty million and we got them for sixteen. Like I'm not saying, that, but they, we did get them on decent team friendly contracts. Um, however, for the life of me, I'll never understand the Gary for Norm trade. I just won't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. Basically, the exact same player. And if anything, you could you could argue that Powell's got more uh, scoring upside. Uh, but that was such a sideways move that they said we didn't have any money to. But what does it make any sense? Yeah. Right. We've yeah. thrown that exact same money at Gary. Yeah. That we could have given to Norm. Yeah, it's true. It's true. They, they, so they, I don't. I, I guess I'm, the youth. It was three years younger. I think the age was three years or something like that. So. Oh my god! But I mean, three years younger for a guy that we're lucky opted in this year. I mean, he could have opted out and been a free agent. We could have lost him for nothing too. I mean, like Norm's still young. Teams are still after Norm. Like, mm-hmm. you want to suggest? It's not like Norm was thirty-two and we said, "Oh, we're getting we're getting at three years difference." Who gives a shit? At twenty-five and twenty-two, who gives a shit? Yeah. So, I I never love that. I mean, you look at some of the roster moves. Even like, listen, we lost. Not that he wasn't on the list, but we lost our boy Delano Banton for nothing. Um, but who was a guy that we were supposed to be? Right. That was the mold of the types of players that we want. And now he's gone after getting almost no look in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So it just it seems a bit rudderless. Right. It seems like, hey, we're doing this youth movement. We want to bring in these guys they are all six, seven to six, ten because mm-hmm. they can play five positions. This, that, you know, OK, well, if that's what we're doing. Then let's do it. Yeah. And then we now we pivot. Right. And now we lose our, our catalyst. You know, and then we we trade, you know, that's we having the Pirtle trade. Yep, that was the next thing. I mean, perhaps the biggest fucking disaster yep. of a tri- of, of a move in the Messiah area, right? And then we go and sign him for what everyone seems to believe was an overpay for Pirtle, four years at twenty million mm-hmm. or eighty million. So four years at eight, twenty a year. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm I'm hoping they have a sign and trade in the works with Pirtle. Like I'm hoping we we can move him and get something for him. But there's a lot of big guys in the league that are making that are making decent money, and I I it doesn't I, there's no real talk out there. So if we're signing him to keep him for the next four years and give up a first round draft pick for that and pay him above his, his probably value, that's just ridiculous. That is a ridiculous. Move. And and it's basically Masai is eating crow from not doing it at the deadline and then desperately doing some of the deadline to save, I think save some face. And now he got stuck with this part. He could, if he lost Freddie and Pirtle, if he lost Pirtle and free agency and let Pirtle walk for a first round draft pick, <laughs> that, that that would be that would be his demise. So he knew that he had to wow. sign Pirtle. Well, that's right. He had to sign. He had to, he had to at least retain the asset so that when he moves him again, if he moves him again, he's, he'll he will get something. We're like we will get something in return for Pirtle at some stage. Now I doubt it's first round draft pick at any point in the future. But yeah, he he had zero choice but to resign him. Mm-hmm. But then that does lead into like, well, listen, you got to spend your money somewhere. So I I, I don't mind the Pirtle resign only in the context of like, okay, this is an asset that we are going to move, whether it's this year, next off season, whatever, because I think what's happening here is just all things are pointing to the inevitable, right? All things are pointing to the inevitable, which is going to be a blow it up scenario. Yeah. Right. I mean, and the only thing now you have to question or figure out is how do we keep Scotty? Right. Yeah. How do you keep Scotty? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Cause you blow it up and two more years when he comes up for his rookie extension. Now, obviously we can offer him, more money than anything but now you're looking you're we've almost guaranteed scotty that that max extension like and that'll be like 300 million bucks in two years yeah 
Yeah. Right. He did win Defense Player of the Year, so he did. He did have some. Yeah. So we'll we'll give him a year or two on that. The the other thing too, I think we're looking back now. Another screw up from Masai is is OG. Like I think OG was the top value you'll ever see for him at the trade deadline last year, and we didn't move him at all. And and they the offers that were rumored to be out there, which has got to be something true to some of the rumors, that uh, he was just asking, got greedy, asked too much, and I'm hoping I'm hoping that. Uh, that he can he can revisit those uh, numbers at some point from a fragile, always banged up OG. Well, I mean that's true. You can't argue. You cannot argue OG's uh, uh, injury history. However, uh, I mean everything you hear right now is that Masai. The reason why we haven't moved Masai or OG is because Masai sees him as a cornerstone. That we're going to go offer him huge money, uh, and that between him. And Barnes, and I guess maybe we'll see what Grady's made of, but um, that's that's our future. That OG is going to be part of the future. I think that's what they're saying. Hmm. Wow. Oh, I don't like I, our future. I, I, I know. I don't know what they see that we don't. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> like, but who? But who knows, right? I mean, we are we are literally staring at the most. Uh, the most uncertainty, lack of clarity in the in the Raptors organization since probably the Bosch debacle. Yep. Right. Yep. So, it, it will be interesting. So, all right. So we we deal with Pearl. We had no choice but to bring him back. I think we agreed that solid center. I mean, if we want a middle to a forty one and forty one season, then yeah, he's a piece that's going to help you do that. I guess right. But that's yep. that, he's not he's not taking anywhere else. But then our our last our last big move, which reeked of desperation, was our boy Dennis. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder. I don't know if it's with an E. Sometimes skunk. it's not with an E. Sometimes it's got two dots over the O. Uh, so here we go. We sign him for now. Listen, length of contract, two years at the uh, veteran minimum, tw- you know, to 25 million bucks. Two, two years, who cares? It doesn't matter. However, like it got, it got raked over the coals, that signing. It got raked over the coals. People are like, it's a total overpay for a guy that was basically offered four million bucks last year for from the Lakers. It was a total overpay. It's like we thought, oh shit, Freddie's gone. Now we don't have a point guard. Yeah, yeah so who's he, out there? He he. We they did pay him. They, he got paid the league minimum last year. Now now he's uh now he's actually getting paid above, which is about quite a bit above the minimum. Two years at, at thirteen million a year. So he's getting overpaid for a guy who like he played four. He averaged four minutes. In the playoffs, that last playoff series, he averaged four minutes a game. So this is now going to be our starting point guard who could who who could get four minutes a game in in Los Angeles in the Lakers team. His but, knock his knock is he's an inconsistent shooter. Well, that's that's I great know. for the Raptors. That's what we really need. We really need another inconsistent shooter on our roster. <laughs> Listen, the the upside to him is he does have some moxie. Right, yeah, he he's got a little bit of fight in him. Like there are some things about him that I really like. Uh, but I don't really like him as a starter. I think he's a, he'd be a great sort of 12 to 20 minute guy off the bench. Gives you a little bit of energy. That's what, like, that's who he is. But thing is, he's loving life. He's coming right into a starting role. Yeah. Uh, he'll take a ton of shots and we'll be sitting there going, okay, 23 more months left. That's it. <laughs> and not, Dennis I'm, is gone. I'm not buying a Jersey. I'm definitely not buying it. I won't be getting a Dennis Jersey. No, no. Dennis seems like, that seems like a stretch. Well, it could be a collector's item. <laughs> you know what, Dennis is one of those jerseys. That, Dennis is one of those jerseys that will it will never even be available. You go to the rap store like across from the stadium, it will never ever be available. You'll be like, yeah. oh, not not enough demand. No shit. <laughs> we'll print it. We'll print it for you. Come no. back in five weeks. You can pick it up. We'll print it for you. But again, like I, this this reeks 
this reeks of Messiah. Just like it, it, it just reeks of like. Did we know what was coming here? Did we? Did Messiah know it was free agency started on Friday? It seemed like he got blindsided by everything. Everything he's been blindsided the last year. It seems like. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the I got this tweet that he likes to throw out there after everything goes when we lose. Like I got this. Well, I'd love to see that. You know, if he does that, I'd I'd like to see the blueprint. I'd actually like to see the blueprint. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, we are staring at Schroeder, Barnes, Siakam to start the season, and we'll talk about that. OG and Pirtle is our starting lineup. And I think I still think Gary comes off the bench. I think Schroeder, Schroeder starts, and Gary's the sixth man. Yeah. That's what Gary is, by the way. Yeah. Where, where's where's Brady? Oh, yeah, he's coming off the bench. I mean, he's, but he's coming off the bench for sure. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, I, think, I think it'll be a wild card. I think the first month... Uh, when we're when we're three and twelve, there'll be a lot of guys starting. Oh, yeah, yeah, listen, I'm talking about the October starting lineup. Who knows what this looks like in, <laughs> in January? Oh my God, it could be Grady. It could be uh, who else did we bring? A bunch of those guys we brought back with the end of the your bench guy. guys. What's oh, your guy? The two way, the two way Kansas State kid. Oh, name? Noel, no, Noel, no. What's his name? I can't remember. <laughs> Noel. Yeah, it's last something. Like, yeah. Right? Uh, listen. It would not shock. He's going to make the team. I guarantee he makes the team yeah. now. Yep. And then I'd be surprised if he's not starting games for a second half of the season. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise Why me. Why not? Wouldn't surprise me. We gotta, listen, we got to protect the six pick. We got we to protect the top six second pick. Second half of the season, we might not have we might not have enough uh, players left on the bench. I know. Listen, all the reason why we need to get our shit together, we need to get our list of games, and we need to send them out to people at the beginning of the season and say, you take them now. <laughs> we can't. We cannot be sending those things out in March going, hey, uh, Hornets are in town. Anybody, who needs tickets? Who needs tickets? That, that list gets sent out before the season starts. Listen, half our half the people we're going to send that to have no idea how, how bad the Raptors are going to be this year. We should be able to make tons of money off of Quiet, quiet. Some of them listen. Some of them listen. It'll be great. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we have that. Now, the last big thing in Raptor land since uh, Friday is it came out a report from Grange that uh, the report was not that he's being shot, but the report was that there is no imminent uh, extension because we can offer him an extension right now. Mm -hmm. um, there's no imminent offer of that extension coming, and that teams, specifically Atlanta, appear to be inquiring about uh, Siakam's availability. So, Kitch, I'm going to ask you this. If can you trade Siakam right now with the uncertainty that the Raptors are and get any kind of fair market return? Right now, yeah, yeah. So, so I think Siakam is highly marketable as a very good supporting cast, right? and and I think they can show that they can show film of when when we won in Kawhi and how Siakam was a good two man. But the problem we, we face is we're gonna have to pay him like a one man. If he, if if we if we extend him, oh, it's it's an extension, it's a max. Yeah, so we max. have to pay him max two hundred and seventy million. And I don't think he's the max guy where you where you have to invest it and say this is this is the guy that's going to take us to the take us to the promised land. So I think a team like Atlanta, um, with Trey, uh, Trey can be this guy and, and he can be a supporting cast. I think a team with the, that needs a supporting cast and is willing to pay a lot for a supporting cast, um, which I which that that happens out there. Like you look at Beal going to Beal going to the Lakers and like, that's it. That's a good supporting cast guy for LeBron. So yeah, I think, I think you, if you, if a team comes to you right now, I, I, and, and they're willing to do it. I, 
I probably wouldn't even wait to the deadline. I'd probably do it now because you wait to the deadline. The risk is, and I said it earlier oh. with with OG. If you wait to the deadline, what if he what if he blows blows an ankle or, or, or and all of a sudden you got him to the deadline? Now you're stuck. So you got, well, now now you're staring at him not being able to play yeah. uh, end of the season free agency, and we're right back to. I mean, exactly. Listen, they either got they either got to resign OG. And Siakam now, like resign them to because I actually might retain their value a little bit because part of the problem is Siakam's running out there saying, "Why well, won't sign an extension? You trade me, I won't sign an extension." So that definitely limits his value. Now right. you sign him to that max extension right now. Well, now you bring, bring cap space into the issue where teams that can't necessarily afford to uh, trade uh, for that kind of contract is in the cap space. So it is a bit of a of a of a quandary. But it, well, you're listen. You know, I feel you're 100 percent right. He can't be the one. No, he can't be the one. I did. The only problem I have with all of this is that it's just like, oh my god, we are literally staring at multiple, multiple years of like, I don't, I don't think we can be good. <laughs> no, no, we we want that bottom six lottery. We're competitive. Pick. We want that bottom six lottery pick. I think that's going to be in contention this year. <laughs> well, that's a yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how they deal with that, but I I, I do think the only thing I can tell you is that. Again, everything I've heard and or read is that next year's draft is nothing like this year's draft. Like it's it's considered an incredibly weak draft oh, year, yeah. and I think that's awesome. what Masai is going to say. And you know that's right. but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, right now, if if you could move Siakam, because again, I'm in blow it up mode. I think five years from now, I want to be good. So if you could move Siakam for a couple young guys, so I keep going back to Golden State. Like if you get a Jonathan Kaminga and a Moses Moody, and then two of their, like, give me two of Golden State's first round picks three years from now, right? When they're going to be shit, yep. right? Give me that, and I take that. I don't want their next years or the years out because they're yep. still going to be good. Give them to me three, four years down there. Let's see, then I would think, okay, we got, we got to do something like that. So yep. get young now, get some future draft capital, uh, get under the cap, all that stuff. And then I then I think we got then there's something there. But if their plan, I just I just can't believe their plan is to to run it back with everybody minus Fred, not move anybody, and then see what happens next year. I just that can't be the plan. No, then you're then you're waiting on the trade deadline, and then and then. What's well, I mean? But you, that, hope, you hope we have a healthy trade deadline, and then you move guys. Then I guess, but but that's that's a risk. All right. So yes or no, Kitch? Well, we'll play it back. We'll play it back in six months. Is Siakam on the team in six months? In six months, Oxnard or no? December. Season starts middle October. When, when's the trade deadline? February. Yeah, he's on the team in six months. He's not on the team oh, in nine months. So I think the trade. I think they moved him at the trade deadline. Well, like you said, they'll diminish whatever the, the value. I mean, okay, so now you got a guy that someone's going to trade for thirty games with no guarantee of an of a long term extension. They might lose the asset. So what are they giving up for that? Not a ton. It depends if they're making a playoff run. They're making a playoff run. They're going all in that yeah, year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah if they thought if they thought he was a, a guy that could could move them to a you know from a, a five seed to a three seed and then make a deep run. Yeah, I guess you'd, you might roll the dice on that. Yeah, you might roll the dice on I that. Think that's the all right, listen. I, um, anything else in Raptorville that we need to? No, no, I had nothing else. Crying our beer about no, nothing else. Nothing else. Could be a quiet couple months here. We could be we could be sitting on the edge of our seats waiting for news and nothing comes out for a couple months now. Well, that's bullshit because Masai specifically said, don't, don't be away from your phones. And I haven't as a result of that. <laughs> I've had my phone with me at all times. 
It's okay. You I would have put it down for hours, maybe days at a time. But no, besides, I said, wait. You got Johnny. Wait, don't leave your phones. Johnny, so. Johnny will keep you informed anyway. You can put your phone down. Johnny will let you know. Listen, big news, big news on Johnny today, too, that I'm going to talk about. Naomi. He qualified? He qualified? No, he's, yeah, he's, you know, that, uh, he's a scratch. That dream, might, that, that dream might be fading just a little bit, just a little bit, because he's on to other things. He's on oh, to other things course. already. Uh, he's entrepreneuring. He's entrepreneuring. Um, yeah. All right, listen. What else? What was, on, what was next on the agenda? That was Anything? it. We covered everything. We oh, can I just say just quickly? Can I just say, I want to be on record for everyone to hear it. I texted you guys right away yesterday. My guy, who I saw live in action last year, Bull Bull, got cut by the Orlando Magic. We should immediately pick him up. Immediately pick him up. Yeah. Okay, I'm telling you, there's something there. I saw him. He is a freak of nature. Yeah. He is good. Yeah. He is good. Sure, throw him Someone's got to give that kid a chance. Sure, throw him in. We'll give him $15 million. Yeah. <laughs> he made 2.2 last year. Yeah. You so go we'll, get him we'll right pay now 15. for $3 million bucks. Oh, no, nah, we, yeah. we don't pay guys $3 million. Come on. <laughs> Tell you right now. Bull, bull. That's the answer. Bull, bull is the answer. Um, all right. So we are we on to uh, what drives? Yeah. Flying through. Flying through. Perfect. We have to because I have to go get Andy. I, I'm taking Andy to her first golf lesson today. So we gotta, I got to oh, move. That's a dream. Another <laughs> another dream of qualifying. <laughs> all right. You want me to start? Right. Drives crazy? Yeah, sure. Why not? So what drives me crazy is the power of guys over 65 years of years of 75 years of age to dictate the future when they have very little future. So I'm going to relate this back. I'm going to relate this back to our golf course. So we had a big no. clubhouse vote no. on, on our golf course. And uh, the vote went like 51% against, 49% for. So they didn't re renovate the clubhouse. The clubhouse that is completely falling apart. It's been there for 110, 20 years. They still got it's wood been there a long time. They got wood paneling on the walls. Like it is, and it's just rotting to the core. So this this group of 75-year-old-plus guys wrote hate, hate emails to the entire membership saying how bad the board was screwing them, how bad the board was going on there. They went to late, Ladies Bridge and lobbied all the ladies at Ladies Bridge to make sure they voted against this clubhouse bill. They they bantered to anyone who would listen at at the dinner area in the change room, just just saying how bad the board was, how we don't need this, how this thing not fall apart. If you are over seventy five, you should absolutely have no say in the future of a club, because guess what? You are not the future. Your kids, your kids should be able to have a say in it if they pass down. They're the ones that should have the power to say something. But these guys who think I, I was like the fact that we list these guys and you see them walk around now and they're all so proud of themselves. So we don't have a new clubhouse. Um, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Like the, the future should be vote. Like you should only have the vote between guys between 40 and 70. Those are the only guys that should be able to vote for that, for something like that. How about this? How about you can't, uh, can't be part of any clubs after the age of 65. <laughs> well, that's good for me now. Yeah. I'm okay for that yeah. for the next, next 11 years. You know what? You literally, you just, you go to your respective basements and you just wait to die <laughs> or just have a plus 65 club and just be, just be a bunch of bitching and or a section of the club where they can vote on everything. Complete a little tiny section of the club. You can, anything happens. You're in your 2000 square feet. You can, whatever you want, yeah, do you whatever can, you want. You can, you no, but listen, I must admit, I, I do. It's a phenomenon to me that I, I just, I don't think I, I honestly, I know I say that now as I'm saying, I'm very far away from that, but, um, I'm always amazed at the older generation who gives a shit about anything. Like my mom who's turning 80. She's knee deep into politics and on Facebook ranting and raving about Trudeau and <laughs> how much she loves Paul Iver. And I'm just sitting there going, why do you care? 
what do you, and I know it's not my, I'm not telling you, it, I know for sure it's not my mom sitting there going, well, I'm trying to lead a better world for my grandchildren. That is not her motivation. But I'm just sitting there going, yeah, why do you give a fuck? Just, just get up in the morning, have a great day, go to bed, repeat, and don't worry about anything else. Yeah, yeah don't get caught up. Let's see how long you can make it. Let's see how long you can make it. Yeah, it's true. My, right? my dad, over 75, like CNN had him in knots. And I'm like, dad, why do you watch it? He goes, well, I just, I don't want to miss stuff. Why do you need to catch stuff? Like, so he was in, he was in, when, when Trump was running, he was like beside himself. And I said, you got to turn off CNN. It's killing you. But you cannot do it because it's, I don't know, it's like, it fires them yeah, up. It, it, but it's like, it's like they're caught off guard that they're going to be dead soon. <laughs> there's no, oh, I had no idea I was dying. Yeah. yeah I, oh, I had no idea I was getting older. Yeah, you know, yeah. those oh, 12 shit. funerals you've been to of your friends, they're your friends, they're your age. Your friends, your friends' age. Yeah, that should be a dead giveaway that you're next. Yeah. <laughs> the grim death is not far off. Yeah, I know it's weird. It's weird. You know, maybe that's the equivalent of Masai. Maybe Masai's acting like a 75 year old right now, was, still pretending to care, but doesn't really know what's really going on. I think you're right. I think he is totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, so mine's a little bit quicker and less um, less dark than yours. Um, you love dark. So traveled traveled for three weeks. Uh, planes, hotels, all that stuff. I'm, I'm dumbfounded. And I did it. I bet you I did it 15 times. You go into a plane uh, lavatory bathroom, you go into a hotel room, you go into a public, uh, or you go to like a general bathroom toilet at the hotel. And you obviously, you, you use the facilities and you have to wash your hands. I'm gobsmacked by why they put hand lotion and hand soap in very similar looking bottles right next to each other. Oh yeah. Do you know the number of times I went to go and squirt and the hand lotion comes out first? Yeah. Yeah. Like hand lotion. It happens all the time. And then you got to get the hot water going. You got to get all that crap off and then you have to redo it. But I'm telling you, I bet you I did it 15 times the entire fucking trip. And every time I'm just going, this is ridiculous. And second of all, I want to know guys in particular, who's using hand lotion after they wash their hands. First of all, you can't put lotion on until your hands are really dry, right? My hands are never completely dry after I, I wash them with soap, right? They have, they have to dry off a little bit, a little air drying. Yeah. So who's using the hand lotion? Like what, what are the, what are the, what's the data behind let's, oh yeah, we got out the hand lotion next to the soap because people need it. Like, I just, I don't know anyone who uses it. I do. The guy who's over 75, who thinks it's soap. That's, that's what I know. <laughs> But if, honestly, have you ever been in one of those situations where you've seen the guy wash his hands and then use the hand lotion? I never. Have. I haven't. No, I never have. No, I've never seen it. No. And so I'm telling you, it drove me crazy throughout the entire trip. And there it was, just hand lotion everywhere. Confused everywhere. <laughs> Confused me. Yeah. But you know what? How about this? Totally different colored bottles. Or how about this? Put a sign that says hand lotion. I shouldn't have to pick the bottle up to figure out, oh, is this the hand lotion? Like, let me know. Maybe, the, maybe there was a sign. It just wasn't in English. You know what? I used to have a shower caddy. Uh, way back when Rob Marcotte used to make fun of me, I used to have a shower caddy and I could put whatever I want. I put my shampoos, my body wash, my conditioner, whatever I needed, whatever I needed. And I knew cause it was labeled. Each one was labeled. So I knew exactly what I was dealing with every single time. I'm just saying it's not that hard. It's not that hard. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. That's all I had. That's all I had. That's good. All right. I like that. Uh, all right. Listen, before we get out here, any, uh, AOB for our, our summer sprint of a podcast? Uh, I think I brought some in the past and we bring up it again. The having been at two baseball games, um, Major League Baseball, get with the times, automate the goddamn strike zone. 
the number of times the <laughs> managers are bitching that the ump, the ump's turning to that manager and yelling back. I'm like, just you you watch it on television, you see that little that square, you automatically know whether it's in that square or not. It's 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 no brainer. The ump can just get a little thing to his head, say strike, he can go strike, and just automate the heck out of that and take out this bickering between the manager and the umpire and and the variance in the umpires. Like some of them, like like take away the variance, make it so it's consistent. The calls are consistent. So that's my I think. I think it's being modeled uh, in single A right I now. Or right. one of the one of the minor league leagues are actually you're doing right. it. So it's the same thing with the shot with the pitch clock, right? So it's just it is a matter of time before it's coming, and yeah. it's one thousand percent coming. And by you uh, that I mind you, the pitch clock, the pitch clock is fantastic. Like we were at the game, the I'm like this the is awesome. There's no more scratching your crotch, spitting, cleaning your spikes. It's like you get the ball, you gotta get, you gotta get moving. You got you gotta and the and the battery. Yeah, well, you get one ball from the battery. Like it is, it is a that is gold with the major league. I know, but did you update the rules of the cup game? Uh, I did, I did, I I did. no, I haven't done it with the pitch clock because I, I wanted to see it live. So now I've got some. some but it stuff. happened. It did. It happened on one of your games. What's your there was a pitch clock violation. Was a violation. I didn't even see that. Yeah, I was watching. <laughs> I was like, oh, perfect. Maybe that's what, game. Maybe that's when I left for a little bit because I wanted to get a dry fit shirt. And so I went down to the the Blue Jay store to get a dry fit shirt. Sue said, "I'll come with you." I said, "Okay, great." So we oh, soon I go date night. We go walking date, down date. to the shirts like the fifth dating, and uh, and it's just tons of people in there. So I find a bunch, and I finally find one I like. So I get line lo- lines fairly long. So we've been down there probably for twenty minutes, twenty five minutes now. My wife goes up. She goes, "You know, look at this. You can get this twenty dollars cheaper at Sport Check." I'm like, oh, really? She goes, yeah. So, yeah. So I had to put that shirt back and come back to Kitchener so I could buy it $20 cheaper at Sport Check. <laughs> well, you know, I was going to say, what are you doing saying yes to that question? I don't know. Come that was you? a flaw. The answer's always no. That was bad. That was bad. Decision. Always, no. The bad no. I don't. Especially, I did screw up especially there. Especially if it shopping <laughs> exactly. for clothes. Yeah, that's on you, that one. That was on, that is on that you. Was on initially. I, yeah. get you. I, get I, it. I don't blame Sue at all for that. Sue's just doing her job. <laughs> that is her job. Sue's just doing her job. That is her job. <laughs> uh, all right, quickly, AOB for me. So um, the boys were surprised. I surprised my boys yesterday with two number one dick jerseys showed up in the Bart household. <laughs> boys are loving it. Boys are loving it. I don't think they appreciate uh, number one dick. Uh, on there but they uh it's good it's perfect uh but the shit that's gonna happen this year with De- like that that link that deno sent the other day was awesome yeah yeah dick for three in and out in and out <laughs> dick from thunder bay make it his three <laughs> yeah so uh that's gonna be awesome so we, that's gonna be worth it alone um but the other big news is that johnny uh the entrepreneur this might hold back his golf career uh, Johnny forced us to buy a margarita maker so that he could make slushies and sell them down at the Juniper Island store. Today was the uh, maiden voyage, and it, they're going like hotcakes over there. For sure. They he would. is just absolutely, he's killing it. He's calling his mother to ask her to bring her down more product, which she said no to. <laughs> so he had to leave a station to come back and get the product. He asked his Nana to go to the store and get more product for him. It's uh, so it's all happening. I think he's now fallen in love with the concept of entrepreneurship, which means golf may take a backseat this season. Is it, well, he may so, not be playing the Bermuda Open this year. He's not driving me around. He's not driving me around this year. He's my taxi. Well, he may, you know what? He may not need the cash. He may not need the cash. It could be this could be. Uh, can Andy still dri- doing pizzas? Can Andy drive a boat? Can Andy drive a boat? Well. Funny you say that, AOB. Uh, 
Annie and I this morning. She got sailing. I said, Annie, listen, let's go. You got to do it sometime. So she took her boat out. I followed her in my boat, but yeah. she rocked it out from, from our dock. I saw her, her landed in um, on Juniper. Yeah. Now, the, the, big, the big test, which is right now, which is one of the reasons why I have to go, she is taking it from Juniper on her own to get back here. I'm actually going to go meet her in the middle of the lake just to make sure she's not flipped over somewhere. It's probably a good dad. It's probably a yeah. good dad. Yeah. So we're going to do that. The wind's kicked up here a little bit, so it's uh, it might test her a little bit. So, yeah, I've got to uh, I've got to go meet her. And then I've got to get her to her uh, very first golf lesson. Because <laughs> now she's my now she's my golf hope. So Johnny's, Johnny's undercutting the store owners on the like the, the, the well no so we did talk to him about that he uh they, they, they reached some sort of a verbal contract between the store and johnny where he's allowed to use their facilities and there's a there's a share of the there's a share of the profits so let's just hope there's a share of the cost as well it's good it's business 101 share the profits nah not the cost yeah I'm, so i live uh, this part the cost there's you are the cost is not the cost is on you the cost is on you for sure I'm, well the best part is that Originally, the store said yes, and then they came back and said no because they thought it was going to be too much work. And then Johnny uh, bullied Ben Rush with a with a nasty text, and so Ben Ben just gave up. I was like, okay, just just come down here. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, and that, like I said, flying off the shelves today. It's gonna be a whole new thing. It's gonna be a whole new thing. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> but I must admit, why isn't that store had slushies long before this? A thousand percent. No brainer. I don't think that store really evolves. It doesn't really evolve. Well, I'll tell you what, they've evolved into profit making. Oh, really? It's, you would be blown. I can't disclose on, on the air, but you'd be blown away by what those store operators take home at the end of each summer. What's a burger now? How it much is, is a burger? It's the, oh, it's actually not. Well, it's, it's, um, I think they've, they figured out they can really make their margins on clothing. Oh, really? I just went and bought an $80 Nike golf shirt from them. It's perhaps, it, I'm I'm now convinced they just took a bunch of swooshes and ironed them onto these shirts because there's no way Nike made these shirts. Gee, you know what? You could probably get that for fifty at Sport Check. <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell Sue. <laughs> I don't. No, I'm not going to with Sue. Well, but you know what? Uh, immediately as soon as I get home, you bought one of those. I'm like, <laughs> I can't win. You got to support the store. You can't support the store. I, I don't know what's happening. What's that? But yes, yeah, so I did buy one, and I'm pretty sure after. Uh, Grabbing it, I will never wear it. <laughs> but you certainly can't wear it when it was hot out. You'd have to wear it in the winter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a full. You sweat in this thing, forget about it. It's over. <laughs> All right. Well, Kitch, listen. Okay. Uh, I will update everybody on Annie's uh, ride home next next week. Uh, we'll see if there's any news. We'll only come back if there's any news uh, that's worthy of, of a pod next week. Otherwise, we might um, we might do one live when you're here. Oh, yeah. When you're on, when you're uh, in the greater seven hundred five, Dental's down. It'll be a Wednesday when Dental's down. Oh, you know what? That Wednesday will do. That that's actually a good one. We can lock Dental down on that one. Yeah. Before we golf. Oh, perfect. That's a great <laughs> idea. I look forward to that. Return of Dental. Okay, good. Well, anyways, listen quickly. Uh, R.I.P. Freddie. Uh, Kitch may not miss you, but I'm I'm definitely gonna. You did. You liked him as an all star for years. You had him. You had him voted as an all star. He was snob. So you you did like him more I than I did. I did. I didn't but... dislike him, but I'm all for no, you know what? I may. I may have been rose-colored glasses slightly because I think the real Fred Van Fleet showed up last year when he literally had the team on his shoulders. Like he was the guy. And I think we started to see some of his limitations and having going, and I went to way more games than I'd been like seeing it live too. Like you just see it, right? Yeah. You can just see it. They can't get past it. I'm glad Houston didn't have, have ticket story games. No, I know, but I can tell you right now, I will be at the, I'll be at that homecoming. I can't wait to see how they fuck up this homecoming. Let's <laughs> see how they screw that one up. Oh yeah, yeah. I swear, it must Masai must be in charge of homecomings too, because the way he fucks up free agency, he must be he must be in charge of homecomings too. You know what he'll say too? It'll be on the screen. 
We miss you, Fred Van Fleet. F L E E T. They'll even spell it wrong <laughs> yeah. when it comes back. Uh, Friday. All right. Well, listen. With on that catch. All right. Take it away, Kawhi. Kawhi up top. Looks at the clock. Turns the corner for the win. <laughs> <laughs> hey!